Do you want to do the hello and welcome this time? What do you say again? I forget. Hello and welcome to the Rookie Numbers podcast, a podcast where we discuss gaming news, tech news, and just some games. Because every time we try to record a new intro and we forget to use it again. Well, you are Aman and I am Neil Akhil. So here goes this week's episode. You tricked me into that, and you tricked me into I that did. intro. God damn it! Okay. So why don't you trick me into the first topic then? So something which we don't need to trick you about is how Epic was prepared for their lawsuit with Apple. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so as so as more know, updates on Epic. I God know, right? It. Max news, Max gossip. So as we know, what happened last week was Apple threw off Fortnite from their App Store, and then Epic was conveniently ready with a 65-page lawsuit. And Then what happened was then Apple came back at them, which we learnt of right after that. Was what they said was, "You're welcome to remove everything related to Unreal Engine off of our App Store and anything Epic related, basically." So what that means is, yeah, what that implies is that layman developers don't have access to Unreal Engine on Apple. And that means not just iOS app. That also means the Mac. So. If you're doing VR testing or something like that, forget it. You just can't. Yeah, any games built on Unreal Engine will not work because I don't think the Unreal Engine will work in and of itself in on Apple anymore. So that is the direct repercussion of that that Apple came up with. And, and that is if uh, Epic doesn't budge. Yeah. So what then happened was. Then Epic started recruiting the ten-year-olds with the free Fortnite tournament, which they have scheduled, which I find very questionable and a very bad practice. It's not ethical, but when were either of these companies completely ethical when it comes to stuff like that? Of course, at this point, it's like it's perfectly fine to hate both. Yeah, like both of them are not the best. Corporations, no corporation is actually best, and thinking of the consumer to be fair, but these definitely aren't. I mean, you look at both of these companies, and you're just like, I want the result of this outcome, like the result of this lawsuit, to benefit me, but I don't really care for both the companies. Like, I look at their news, and they were trying to make big news. Apple, they were trying to say we are going to cut off Unreal Engine, a very big name in. like the gaming industry or just the development industry we're going to throw it off our platform because we can do that we own the platforms and we will do that if you don't listen to us except i went out and I looked at the games that supported unreal engine on the mac and on ios and i realized except for fortnite and very few other major games most games that support unreal engine on ios are very small time and most games that support unreal engine on the mac Well, the problem is Mac isn't really meant for gaming anyway. So losing more support for games on the Mac is just a loss for Apple more than it is for Epic. So the end conclusion is it is kind of a bluff when they try to say they'll throw out Epic Unreal Engine because in its complete totality, it wouldn't really matter to Epic. Most of their audience is on the Android slash Windows side of things. Now, I mean, I can't. I don't see how it is a bluff because it will. It's not really affecting Apple because what I thought of initially was it affects a lot of the games on Apple Arcade, right? But it really doesn't. 
so i don't see how apple is losing out on anything it's just a form, like as in formality at this point apple isn't losing out on anything but neither is epic because most of the people that use the unreal engine on the mac and the ios is a very small community they'll definitely lose out a user base but it's kind of like saying that it's a very it was uh, thrown out as a very big news that we will make sure that unreal engine doesn't work on ios and doesn't work on mac but if if you really get down to it it's not really big news it's just trying to say that if you try to keep up with this charade that you're trying to put out we will also throw everything else that you have on our stores which is perfectly i mean in my in my opinion it is perfectly fine for apple to do that because it sure. is their environment they get to say which app works which app doesn't and, and on, on their app like on their platform they get to say which if whoever needs to pay whatever amount and there can't be legal repercussions to that if you look at the bigger picture also like um any any game store look at ios app store look at the play store look at steam or even gog like the, most of these stores have a 30% price price cap like um every store takes 30% of your cut if you sell a game on their platform except for epic game store and they're trying to say that we're going to we're not only going to not charge the 30% on our store we are not going to uh you know they try to make it sound like it's for the consumers but it's really that they're trying to champion it so that they save the money and not have to pay it to another corporation so in the end if like the us government tries to take a decision it will more be about what is a fair price for regulators to be at because you think about it all these game platforms um let's take an example like if you want to sell a game in a department store in a physical store you would still have to pay for the shelf space right so why do people why do companies like epic expect that that wouldn't be there in the online scenario apple made think, a platform and they get to charge for it i don't think their point is that they need not pay for it i feel their point is that they everybody should have an opportunity at the reduced cost that amazon gets amazon gets a reduced price pricing of 15% that's the cut that they take which is unfair because no other app on their app store is allowed to claim for that exactly and i kind of have a feeling that epic is like loki trying to look for a personal deal between themselves they don't really care about everyone having that opportunity they're trying to champion that as their cause to make it look popular and to make it look like they'll have the back of many indie developers and small time developers on their on their side but they would honestly be very happy with a personal deal between the two companies that just gives epic a small like a smaller cut i don't I think mean, it's really about the freedom it's about a better deal it's obviously about the better deal at this point these kind of corporations don't really think that much about the consumers that they do about themselves sure and like at the best i like i feel like it's going to force a deal between epic and apple exclusively because apple and amazon did do that and um, apple still proudly claims that they are the same store for all users which is clearly not the case so if they are not they should just come out and say it right that we are like if you have a deal if you have a uh, big company or you are selling a lot of apps come talk to us strike a deal and we can do something better for you if they were transparent about it i don't think this ruckus would have happened i mean then again you you look at the what apple posted about about the epic mail about the mail that tim sweeney sent them 
saying you need to it was very strongly worded let's put it that way yeah. and they basically said that we want to give lesser price or like you need to figure your shit out right i mean yeah so i don't see their point, point of view in that i mean i get it we know tim swinney's track record but still that's not expected of them at least it's not expected of a corporation that's trying yeah. to in one on one side trying to champion the cause of all the developers and on the other side try to cut a personal deal we know it's going to happen but i don't think i didn't know that they would get so so open about it they're they're trying to start a rebellion against it like apple did way back against I, ibm right also regarding that i don't get why they're putting in 1984 references whereas all the peop- all the stu- all the people playing the game are like 12 year olds <laughs> they weren't true. even born back then That's their parents I, would yeah. know about it they were trying like they're trying to also reach out to the enthusiast audience who knows the references and who are going to laugh at that the existence of that video altogether and go yes i support that because apple gets the boot from it but in the end i don't think it's like the pr blitz is one side and the business is one side and in between of those are the developers who are probably just going to see like just going to watch in silence as these two strike a deal at some point i think the best outcome we can get from it the best outcome we can get from it is probably that some regulators walk in and tell all the stores that we reviewed our policies and based on this case we've come to the agreement that all stores should enforce a 25% instead of 30% cut because it would really be nice but then again i feel that won't be justified because not all stores give the same at least market share if if i want to i'll just put it that way and another big thing are features think of it this way aman think of it this way so look at we let me take the examples of epic store on pc and steam Mm-hmm. basic comparison what features do the two of them provide there's quite a lot of features on steam that don't exist on epic yeah so the biggest ones which i feel are namely forum support cloud save support and, and basic sharing. gifting of games yeah and family sharing gifting of games whatever and out of these three four whatever the two of them which take maximum effort are cloud saves and your forums forums saving, is huge yeah not just forums cloud saving takes up an insane amount of storage which epic yeah. is basically being like okay you do it yourself on your own platform or your on your own storage or whatever whereas steam gives you the platform to do it and i feel in that way having a difference in cut is justifiable because of the different amount of features but i don't feel there should be a standard amount of features because that just then the corporation is just like fine fair enough if i'm get, giving 25 more percent 25 percent which is the exact same that somebody else is giving why do i need to innovate why do I, do i need to bring in new features which the other doesn't that's fair at that's that point they are like fine you you are buying it there you are buying it here you are paying the same amount there you are paying the same amount here why do i need to invest more i feel like epic is trying to milk the fact that they can uh, they have a lot of money so they can get the exclusives down to get market share and then build on community features later on but it's kind of a skewed system right steam already has so much steam already is pretty much there it has much better support for developers it has much steam is it the has market way leader, better like, support without a doubt it's the market leader yep so epic could have gone 
in this in on this in a very different way which would have been more consumer pro consumer but it's not regardless that's a very different topic altogether and that really doesn't have too much to relate with epic versus apple at this point of time at least i'm pretty sure that some point in this saga i don't even want to call it a fight it's a saga at this point like we've done two episodes half of it talking about epic boss it's going they to become a saga they are that important in the whole universe universe yeah, of to gaming yeah to be fair they are they are 390 million people playing fortnite of course they of course. are very important well i think we talked about cloud saves uh and storage a while ago and i'm going to use that as a very shameless segue into flight simulator of course for a very specific reason now flight simulator uh, or as the full name is microsoft flight simulator 2020 uh will one run your pc completely dry it's the new crisis and you need extremely good performance like you need extremely good uh good hardware okay i just had a brain fart there huh you need extremely good hardware to run it and the second problem with that uh the download for the game is 150 gigs uh so the basic game is a very small game but then it lets you download basically the map uh, a one to one map of the world or something like that for 150 gigs so there was this confusion for a while but then what exactly happened was it is the still thing is still the same thing on steam whereas it does count as the uh, steam time so basically what it is is you download the game the game is about 150 100 odd gigs and you download that and then once you are in the game it needs to download a certain more amount of data now uh-huh. that due to how steam and steam playing on steam works it will be counted as the steam steam time that you have which steam delays steam time yeah steam play time right which messes up with your refund with the amount, with how it works out with refunds right it needs 2 hours or lesser for a refund yeah. now how do you give the refund if those 2 hours are spent while downloading the game you don't get the feel of the game this is obvious so how microsoft store went about it with is microsoft store does not count the time you download the game for a refund it counts after that which i feel is going to be the very same thing on steam soon enough because this was just it already has been changed they uh, they've put out a statement saying that if you apply for a re-return now uh, they will consider your case if you have flight simulator steam has always been very flexible with returns at least with me I remember I uh, returned a game during the sale saying that I bought it for a more expensive price and I want to buy it for cheaper now and they just accepted it. They were just like this is about 15 days old our policy is 14 days but we'll give it to you. This is consumer pro consumer which I really like. For me they've just sent me the difference in amount rather than having to refund and rebuy. That's very cool. Yeah. So cool. regardless so that's that was initial which is getting fixed and how it actually works is the 100 150 gigs that you need to download initially is just initial which is low texture one is to one of the whole world but yep. then after that it just streams all the data from your network so you need a very robust network if you want to play it on the highest fidelity which okay would also require a very powerful pc because it's actually running pc is very dry as you said you literally need a 1070 for barely 50 fps at 1080p Exactly and 1080p is nothing when it comes to simulator games it's yesterday's resolution definitely also although you did put up a very good point last week as in when we were discussing about it and you said do we need 60 fps in games like simulator games 
which is a very valid argument to me who isn't that much into simulator games for me yes i do need it because it just seems like something you'll need but actually i spoke to some of the people who are really into this and they are like 30 fps is perfectly playable yep breaks the immersion kind of but it's perfectly fine and a lot of people how a lot of what a lot of people do is when you're on the, at the airport it takes up a lot more resources you get much lesser fps so they turned on the settings then and then once they're in the sky they turn off the settings so that clouds and like the top view that is much better which again is another good uh, that's, that's way around f- it yeah that's pretty cool i feel like people say that getting barely 50 fps in um in a game like flight simulator is a bad is a bad thing but i don't think so except if the fps is low i would actually at least want the resolution to be high because at least being able to look at it clearly or through multiple monitors or something like that that's the kind of experience i would want in a simulator game where i have like two monitors where i can view the entire world in say an ultra wide case and as the as the uh, resolution scales the frames are going to drop even further so i'm not sure how accessible this is to like your neighborhood gamer i mean our neighborhood gamer isn't really into simulation games because every simulation game is a very big investment that's fair think about people who buy joysticks pedals who buy the steering wheels for racing simulators like forza it's a it's a niche market but it's definitely very present and they're willing to sink money so much it. money yeah i was honestly planning to get into flight simulator just for the heck of it and just try but at this point i feel like the people who are really into it just have like it's such a hard this thing like for me to get barely good resolution and for like good frame rates at 1440p my computer would run dry and even then my experience would still be cut down by the fact that it's just on my screen it's not an immersive experience and i thought maybe i could buy a joystick and a couple of things but that's just so expensive what to be so, fair it's i find it actually very accessible due to how easy it is to get with the free trial with the reduced trial for xbox game pass fair enough and i feel everybody should give it a try before like before saying it does not run pretty well because that's obviously a secondary thing it runs well enough to be played it is not perfect i mean sure. you have a 1080 it's going to run pretty well on it to be very fair sure on 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 1080p or 1440p probably yes yeah and it's going to be perfectly fine i i'd suggest it's definitely something everybody should check out mm-hmm. because there's a different feeling seeing your building right there and you're flying over <laughs> that's true that's true it's definitely a good i actually just want to do that just fly over yeah, my own house and then uninstall the game because i don't have the storage for it it's definitely very cool i also loki have a feeling people are going to run out of storage that's uh, that's a, also a very big concern for the game like 150 gigs is the download for the maps only and then the game is a different download and then it's... it streams additional data real time data yeah so you need good internet connection as well as uh good hardware good hardware which is quite it's it's an enthusiast game let's put it at that yeah it's i mean the top end is obviously enthusiast great yeah anyway but talking so, about enthusiast games do we have a segue for that we really don't so Facebook now requires a Facebook ID to set up Ocul- uh, new Oculus Rifts or Quests, which is 
very much against what they had said when Facebook originally acquired Oculus way back in 16 or 17 was it when uh, they said they won't change the yes. flow 2014 never mind when they said they won't change the flow of how the procedure is set up now they're completely doing away with Oculus IDs and they're enforcing you to have a Facebook ID linked to your Oculus Rift so uh, let's take us back to 2014 when it was actually acquired in 2016 Jeff um, Palmer Lucky came out, Oculus founder came out and said that uh, don't be mad that Facebook is uh, Facebook is like in the news. Acquiring. and Yeah, no, not just that. The acquiring happened a little earlier. So yeah. when Facebook went up in flames with the whole data privacy thing, uh, a lot of questions were raised on Oculus and asking them whether Oculus is a safe option in terms of data privacy or not. So back in that time, Palmer Lucky came out and said that uh, we at Oculus had... Uh, a deal with Facebook that said that Oculus would just be left alone and Oculus will not uh, have to enforce any of the policies that Facebook has. And like you won't need a Facebook account to log in. You won't have to be linked to Facebook at any point. And cut to 2020, that's exactly what's happening. So not only did they have they acquired Oculus and made it compulsory for them to, for people to link it with their Facebook accounts. I feel this is fine in a way because you aren't like limited to just buying oculus head headsets fair but what i dislike about this is the fact that they also own beat saber which is without a doubt the biggest game on vr right now yeah and for once it is arguable but still fine to have it on a console but then once you have it in a game i i don't know how that works out i mean because a lot of games have facebook sign-ins it's yeah, looked but down upon, but it does. It does do exist. Do games have compulsory Facebook sign-ins? I have very few of them at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because at this point, imagine a AAA, AAA title being like, "Please log in with your Google ID." I mean, if there's if we are including AAA mobile games, there are a couple of games that do that. But it's yeah. still not compulsory, is it? Not really. I think. PUBG had this thing where you could log in through Google, Facebook or their own ID. Yeah, which is perfectly fine. Yet they're giving you options. You don't have the option on with an Oculus. Sure, yeah. And I think the implication that Beat Saber would have something like this is just scary and not nice. Because it's not that I don't care. Like, I don't really care if my Facebook account information is going there because I feel like my data privacy boat has sailed and come back and sailed again. But... The fact is that a lot of people just have deactivated their Facebook accounts on purpose and for a point. And these people, if they're VR enthusiasts, they don't have a choice but to log in with their Facebook account now. And VR headsets are a big investment. It's not like one day your Oculus Rift says Facebook Facebook is the only option now so you go and sell it off. Because you're going to lose money there and buying a new one is also an investment. So... People who are trying to avoid Facebook are going to, yeah, have a problem. It's going here. to be a weird, weird time for them. But I feel there are other very accessible headsets present already. Look at the HTC Vive. Fair, the Vive is costly. Look at Windows Mixed Reality headsets. Look at Samsung Odyssey Plus. It's right sure. in the price range of a Oculus Rift. And it is currently available in stores. Just saying. <laughs> I have a feeling you've been looking at one for quite a while. I'm, I'm Yes. Let's just leave it at that, yes. <laughs> Talking about bad segues, we have the DC Fandom event. 
So yeah, DC fandom event happened a day or two back. It is released details about a few games, of which I found two really interesting. Uh-huh. One, Gotham Knights. Wasn't it just two games? And a lot of movies. I just heard these of, of these two, so I really don't know. Uh, I think it was uh, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League were the only two games. Although I could be wrong. But most of the event was just movies and stuff. And then they announced two pretty big games. So I was pretty pumped. Yeah, so Gotham Knights. So Gotham Knights. It is basically the sequel to how we... How Arkham, the whole Arkham series was. But it's not a sequel. It plays very similar to that. But it is not set in the Arkham universe. It's in a very parallel universe in which apparently Batman is dead. And the characters like Robin, etc. Batgirl are to create an image of the Dark Knight and defend Gotham. And on on another, on a different aspect, we have Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Yep. It is literally a continuation of the Batman universe. Arkham Knight. It, I think it ends, of, uh, it starts at the, the end Arkham. of Arkham Knight. Yeah, it starts at the end. Does that start at the end? I think Gotham Knight starts at the end mm, of Arkham nope. Knight. It's uh, Gotham Knight is not set in the Arkham universe at right, all. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League starts at the end of Arkham universe. The At, at the end of Arkham Knight. But it will not feature Batman. Whereas Gotham Knights might feature Batman. So, uh, what DC... Like, at least what they announced was both of these games were not... Were built in the uh, Arkham environment or the Arkham universe uh, the, or basically let's say in the city of Gotham both of them did not have Batman in a leading role or in a central role uh, Gotham Knights had the uh, essentially Batman is dead the characters are to create an image of the Dark Knight so that's it is based off one of those uh, one of the comic book series that existed with uh, Batman, Nightwing, Robin, Oracle, Catwoman uh, it was basically uh, taking the exploits of Batman as he existed and creating an identity of the Dark Knight. Uh, have you finished Arkham Knight? I have actually finished Arkham Knight. Do you remember the very last scene of Arkham Knight? No, I don't. I just remember being disappointed. So in the last scene of Arkham Knight, I remember playing it a couple of months back. Uh, a, so basically it says that in a world where Batman does not exist, are people still safe? Uh, and... What happens is, uh, it's basically a sh- uh, scene where a mother and her child are walking on a street in a dark, lonely alleyway because that's exactly what you do in crime-infested Gotham. Uh, and then a thug comes in and pushes the woman away and he's about to shoot her or something like that before uh, he looks up and he sees the bat symbol. And I think that's something how the story of Arkham Knight ends. I have a feeling that they are segueing into Gotham Knights in a way where they are saying that Batman does not exist, but all their partners are taking up the image of Dark Knight. And But it's not set in the same universe. It's not set in the same universe, but it's like a spiritual successor, I guess. I find Gotham Knights to be more of a successor to Arkham Knight than Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is. It's Yeah, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is like taking a different roundabout story. In the same universe. I don't get why they're doing this. Um, they're just I think me- two reasons. They're just confusing it meaninglessly, I feel. I think there's two point. reasons here. One, 
I think Gotham Knights is going to be an ARPG. I also have a feeling it's going to have a fair amount of co-op or online in it. While Suicide Squad is looks like a very story oriented, pretty strong, um, just a single player game to me. So I think what they're trying to do is make Gotham Knights a more open world game where they don't have to be stuck to the boundaries of Gotham or something like that. Because when I saw the game, it felt like Arkham Knight to me, but in a more like this is Arkham Knight, but you are not Batman and you can be anyone you want. While Suicide Squad just felt like Arkham Knight's world, but in the day instead of the night. I don't know. I was just really happy to see that they took uh, they took Gotham and they made it day instead of night all the time. I don't know. I mean, what is Gotham? I mean, the Batman doesn't show up in the day. That's fair, and it's not a nitpick. Like it's fair that the game is at night all the time. I just, I'm just happy to see it in the day. It looks gorgeous, honestly. It looks very good, and I have a feeling like games like this don't really end up showing off their graphical fidelity because of the fact that it's always night. A lot of the textures just get lost in the darkness. That's also very true. So anyway, I think on the so flip side, on the flip side, on the flip side of Marvel. How do you feel Marvel stood up against these two releases of DC with their Avengers beta? Unlike their movies, I don't think their uh, games are doing too well, are they? When what was the last Marvel game that you did play? I remember playing one of those. I actually haven't played a Marvel game in way too long. I the last I Marvel game I played, the last uh-huh. Marvel game I played was well actually Spider-Man on PS4. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I that forgot. was an amazing game, and the one I played before that was Spider-Man on the PS3, which is not a good track record because <laughs> that's one game in six years. <laughs> that's true. Is um, okay. Spider-Man the game was it a Sony creation or a Marvel creation? It was definitely a combination of both at this point. Mm. Regardless, it's in the universe. To be fair, it is still sure. in the universe. Sure. We aren't talking about the developers here. We are just talking about the universe as it okay, is. Okay, fair enough. So they did Marvel as a studio did launch Marvel Avengers Beta, mm-hmm. which is currently being played very badly being, at that being point. Being played is kind of a kind of putting yeah, it. Yeah. So likely. reports say that even a 2080 Ti can't hold 4K 60 at low settings, which is weird because like Avengers Beta doesn't look like a very demanding game. It doesn't sound like a very demanding game at the first glance. It looks good and it plays really good, but if it doesn't really it. hold up. Yeah, if you can play it, to be fair. I would so, like if I owned a twenty eighty Ti, I wouldn't want to game any less than four K sixty. Okay, so hear me out. Do you think it is permitted because it is in a beta? Sure, but I would call it an alpha if it was that bad. I mean, then again, that's just naming it, right? But I think I, there's a clear insinuation to what is an alpha and what is a beta, right? People have an expectation fair. with games, with amazing beta games that come out that spoil, uh, that in a word, spoil the name beta because there's games like Satisfactory, which are so well optimized, even in early access, even in beta. And then there's games like this, which really actually look like a beta where they actually need work. And it's hard to really berate them for it because... This is a beta and that is a beta and they're completely different games. The fact that one runs better does not make this a bad game. It just means that this needs more work than that does. 
right that is that is very fair but how, what do you think about the current trend of like studios slapping early access on games and just releasing it and milking money because I, mean, I feel it is actually very relevant at this point the early access tag is met by also with a lot of doubt amongst a lot of people because many people as we talked about when we were talking about factorio uh, last week many people don't buy a game just because it is in early access because they want to play the finished game they don't want to play in the half done version of it right so yeah. it's it's kind of putting it this way there are some gamers who will just play early access games because they are into that but there are some people who will literally say no to an early access game and say that i'll wait 6 months but i'll play the final version so you know how sometimes you shrink your market to make it an enthusiast market by default i think that's what all these early access manufacturers try to do where we'll make it available to a smaller audience but this smaller audience will definitely buy it and play the heck out of it and at probably higher prices what my point is that i feel people really can't slap on uh, early access games or beta tags on games which are due to release very soon Sure. and then be like oh wait it's just a beta you don't need to think about how bad performance is here because we are definitely going to work on it did avengers announce uh, a release date for the game like a full fledged uh, release see, date the game was initially due to release in may but they have delayed the it and yeah may of the like eh wala may <laughs> okay so so i mean how and currently the release date on their website is september 4th which is two weeks down the line i don't think they're releasing then i genuinely I mean, don't think so if i hope they aren't because that just means that it's not a beta at this point is just a trial version of it yeah and again you in two weeks you really can't fix optimization issues it took arkham knight six months yeah almost a year i think i don't yeah. remember and even even then it's not very playable i mean yeah you need very top tier graphics to run it properly still yeah especially with the nvidia hair works and stuff like that yeah which is weird considering batman is completely hairless yeah i mean i meant the nvidia game works whatever they have yeah. but yeah you get my yeah. point so i feel they've just they're just they mean a trial which might run on your pc rather than saying a beta You know it's weird Square Enix generally like Square Enix is publishing this game and they generally have a better track record with optimization like Tomb Raider worked fine wasn't Tomb Raider yeah it actually did it looked pretty it looked well amazing done as well and worked well and so I don't know how they aren't able to like just convert here like Square Enix did also release Final Fantasy 15 which albeit did not run pretty well on that's launch. true they kind of hit of hit and miss there yeah that's what i'm trying to get that it is definitely hit and miss even sure. just cause 3 god damn it <laughs> of course yeah okay that was a nightmare yeah it did not run well at all so i i feel they really should drop the beta tag and be like you might be able to run it or just call out like or just tell people that this is a hard to run game and this is not the final version and we are postponing it to make sure it runs well i guess because that at this point they will lose out sales obviously that is all. at this point people are like okay it's not running now i know not to buy this yeah it's making a negative image for them rather than a positive one people are not thinking that uh, i'll play this game when it comes out people are thinking i will probably not play this game because it ran horribly on my machine 
people are literally like okay now i know to not buy this because it won't run and that's just sad like i don't care for a company in particular but like games not getting bought because of these stupid issues it is sad i mean talking about stupid games being bought we had fall guys which did really well man and they're man, coming I like out fall with, guys man don't call it it's a really fun game it's a, it's a stupid game but it's really fun sure it's coming it's, up with a portal 2 crossover can you do you want to elaborate on it i really don't know what it is about so uh fall guys from what i remember they are doing a crossover with portal 2 and they're doing a bunch of other uh crossovers and i think a part of the reason why they're doing a crossover is because of they're raising money for a video game charity called special effect via a donation for custom skin drives so they are calling out people or uh, companies or celebrities influencers etc to get skins made for fall guys and they will donate the money that they get from these drives to special effect and special effect is a charity that i think works for uh, making video games accessible to disabled children or something so from what i remember aim labs and ninja did a very big uh, donation bid of $420,000 nice nice i really like the initiative honestly the, i really like the initiative it's i feel it can it really will do well it's and a good really, way to like make a nice community feel nicer yeah and it's good marketing just pull in portal 2 pull in There portal 2 the skins look amazing i like the skin a lot and even the other skins look very nice i mean the aim lab skin is not enthralling uh, but like they've got the ninja haircut on it and it's it's pretty cute just like the rest of the game of course it's a fun game anyway it's moving on to another big release another release, cute the game let's say trailer release of course very cute another cute <laughs> game reveal that we had just black myth woke up which looks amazing It looks, and, okay so yeah i am a big dragon ball z fan and i've been i've played my share, fair share of dota yep and what i found really nice was how how many things i could relate to with black myth wukong so mm-hmm. what black myth wukong really is is it's an adaptation of the chinese mythology which uh-huh. is about the sun wukong the the monkey god yeah right and it's from the book which Wait, which was the basis the of, name of the book yeah which was the basis of dragon ball and the basis of every sun wukong myth because that's the book right yep so it is also monkey king in dota so i had a lot of threads to connect right there and it looks really good and it it plays like a dark souls game with way more liberty in action but the melee combat looks really nice it's pretty so cool yeah is this china's attempted a triple a title basically triple a and it looks amazing so i could relate to things like from dota to uh, monkey kings ultimate which is having a lot of him basically illusions fighting from his hair and then his like what do you call it his staff his jingu uh-huh. which is really cool and then you could also see dragon balls him transforming transforming into the uh what do you call it into uh, the say, giant ape into the, the giant the ape, ape form, from yes yeah the ape from from dragon ball and it's really a good it's a cool nod i i also saw this guy who i uh-huh. feel is who i feel is a replication of 
what do you call him master roshi from dragon ball uh huh it's really cool i found it really nice and i'm really looking forward to the game so uh the name of the book is uh this is a chinese mythology epic called journey to the west and black myth wukong has basically a uh, journey to the west was also the basis for uh goku in dragon ball and has a lot yeah. of story arcs coming in from there and i think a lot of these things come around from saying that uh this is china's first attempt as a triple a they're going for the chinese audience they're taking a very old chinese um tried and tested novel that has worked so well across multiple mediums especially with dragon ball with so many other games and they're putting it right into a triple a title that looks phenomenal and plays phenomenally my question to you do you think uh if i picked up an indian epic and tried to make a game on it would it sell well okay so hear me out there is currently an indian epic uh-huh and it's called raji an indian an ancient epic which is okay. a game made in india with from indie developers yeah and they're selling it it's suppo- it's very big in the whole indian gaming oh wait right yes community. wasn't it supposed to release this year it did oh it did so, already so okay what i found very con- like weird is uh-huh. it's a switch exclusive on launch i think But they're indie switch- developers and they knew what like the new one language to edit on i guess nay I, i i mean that's just porting right but listen hear me out hear me out it's a switch exclusive at launch uh huh but a, the switch does not sell in india <laughs> right right i don't get what they're doing i really i was looking forward to this game but then of i saw of course yeah so it does not make sense to me but i feel they're obviously going to port it soon because that's like a chinese is... game releasing exclusively on steam yeah not on perfect world's version of steam yeah on steam steam on steam steam or just on the ios store i don't know <laughs> yeah nice like, that nice. would be a nice crossover point, yes. <laughs> indeed crossover event apple x china indeed that's i mean at this point apple this would point. jump at anything chinese that's not epic of course and okay so yeah this this game by let's just finish the Black yes. Myth Wukong here. So it yes. is set to launch on the next gen consoles and PC. Uh-huh. So really looking forward to this. Sounds like a very nice game to play. It's When based it on Unreal out? Engine 4, just say. Not 5. Okay. It's based on Unreal Engine 4 for now. I have a feeling that with Unreal Engine 5 release they were already later into the process. So they didn't uh pick up Unreal Engine 5 because Unreal Engine 5 came out like a few months ago, right? It did. They might port it then. I don't know how inter-version porting works. How Unreal Engine Five is going to support it? It will definitely I'll, help the, them. Obviously. Also, I don't think there is a set release date for the same. Nice, but they did release a quite like they released like thirteen minutes of gameplay. So yeah, I feel like they are fairly amazing. close to launch. It looks amazing. And uh, is it coming to older consoles? I don't think so. No. but thankfully it's coming on the pc which never gets old of course so talking about getting old sgdq 2020 got old it's over now and it <laughs> raised 2.3 million dollars for doctors without borders hats off to the people from sgdq for those who don't know what sgdq is sgdq stands for summer games done quick so gdq games done quick is the body who conducts two such uh, speedrun speed run marathons speedrun marathons Okay. One is called SGDQ Summer one, and the other is the Autumn one AGDQ. 
uh-huh. so they have it twice a year they raise money for doctors without borders so last year sgdq raised 3 million dollars and recently they uh, released a statement that said all of it was used for doctors without borders with regards to the coronavirus pandemic which is a big hats off to them it's a big hats off yes so they're doing amazingly and i really like the initiative and sadly it just, it's basically seven week uh, seven days of continuous 24/7 speed runs they speed run multiple games from warframe to witcher 3 to mario 64 war and what not that's actually very fun to watch i i didn't tune in like to sgdq this year because of the amount of work i've been doing but last year i saw some of it and it is so incredibly entertaining what i love about watching these marathons is the fact that the runners will explain you how the run, marathon works how the speed run works usually if you go on twitch and watch somebody speed run you just see him communicating in the chat and just running the game and just reloading the same area to get the personal best right yep they don't explain it whereas in marathons like this they explain the whole how the whole thing works and apart exactly, this year yeah. yeah this year it was the debut of ar vr sorry with half life alex and it was um, apparently an amazing run i recommend everybody to at least go and watch the run at least a part of it that's pretty cool i'm going to go watch it right away it's actually really interesting right after we're done with talking about gamescom so ladies and gentlemen this weekend which is thursday to sunday we have gamescom 2020 Yay! Yay! Finally, another event which we need to write down on our calendar. Is this the eleventh event this summer? Eleventh separate event. I don't even know. Well, the one highlight that we have for now is Jeff Keighley is in the opening night. Uh huh. I really like Jeff Keighley. He he did an amazing thing thing with the Game Awards last year. Yeah, he's nice. I really like him. I mean, I don't have enough information about Gamescom because, like, I used to keep track of gaming events. But like this year, one there have been so many that I just lost track after the Xbox event. I just yeah. went, nope, screw it. I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> wait for the date. I I don't the think event. there were too many events. It, there was the DC Fandom, and I feel there was one. There was QuakeCon. The Volver Digital event in the middle. Yeah, I'm was, not sure. There was QuakeCon when Fall Guys released. There yeah, was right, the DC Quake. Fandom, which I entirely missed, and then caught on the news because I just didn't keep track. And then. The Marvel Avengers beta came out somewhere in between. I didn't, and I didn't know where. And it's it's just like I'm finding out about so many games in the last week when we've been talking about them because all the events are so scattered around that you don't know when a game is released unless you're checking the news every day. Which, to be fair, we have, but see, we still miss them. Of course. Anyway, I feel we are wrapping up for this week. Yep. I think we're done for the week. We are done indeed. Thank you very much for watching. This Please. was the Rookie Numbers podcast. Stay tuned for next week, and let's hope it's not more Apple and Epic, huh? Well, I won't mind. Just saying. Anyway, it's good content. Content indeed. Well, see ya. <laughs>